same old trouble Villains always knocking at the door Pretty pictures on the page But nothing ever stays the same True Believers, thanks for tuning in to our first ever episode of Graphically Novel where we bring you from the page to the screen and back again. My name is Josh Flosta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri, and with me, the Joker to my Batman, the Red Skull to my Captain America, the Alcohol to my Tony Stark. It bear. How's it going? Good day. Yeah. Been consuming graphic novels all morning, and pretty good. We are going to start this episode by just giving a little background what this show's going to be, what plans for it are. I've just always had a love of comics as we'll get into actually with this episode talk about my introduction to comics that's going to be part of how we talk about the avengers today the avengers and the ultimates and of course in doing that we're going to talk about the joss whedon movie we're gonna try to hold off on spoilers maybe towards the end of the episode or put down a spoiler warning we'll just make sure to say hey by the way i'm gonna drop a spoiler for the most part, we're going to try to talk about the graphic novel itself, in this case, Ultimates, that came out in 2002. Mark Miller wrote it, and pencils were done by Brad Hitch. There you go. You, in reading this, can tell a lot of how the Avengers itself and the Marvel Cinematic Universe took a lot of liberty with the comic book, but really used it probably more than any other source material. Yeah, there was there was so much of this that just made me go, oh, this is where all this came from, because the few comic books that I had read when I was a kid from Iron Man or any of the Avengers stuff or Thor, I was like, this these movies do not remind me of these comic books. And then after reading this, I'm like, oh, okay, this is where they got it from. Tell me, where was your first internet? Can you remember your first introduction to Avengers or just any of the the individual or they were they always in the zeitgeist yeah they just I, I don't know that I aside from here and there just like picked up an Avengers comic when I was a kid I of course being the the Hulk fan you know, read several of those along the way but most of my childhood is blurred out for comics around the the one and only subscription that I had that I waited for all the time which was Transformers so yeah, there you go which is neither not what we're discussing today no it is a stay tuned though the general idea is if you like modern media, be it TV show, movie, and in some cases at this point now, miniseries, you know, those kind of things. No media shaming here. Our idea is to take an episode and break down the graphic novel that either inspired it or the first one in the series that it comes from. Things on our list will be things like Jessica Jones, the Constantine movie and show. That one's going to be fun. Preacher, Umbrella Academy, some of the big ones that have kind of hit recently. First season for the first 12 episodes, uh, we're going to stick with TV show slash movie and then the comic book that it's my first introduction to the Avengers was actually I used to go to an old school barber shop here in Cedar Rapids. The guy was, oh, I mean, ancient at the time that I started getting my hair cut from him. Guy's name was Jim, and he just had like 60s and 70s comic books. Really oh, cool. Yeah, I always had to read like People Magazine and Newsweek and crap like that. Yeah, no, um, but like Beat to Hell, Fantastic Four, and Avengers comics that probably were around from when he first got them in the 60s. So that was my first introduction, but of course it was like a snippet because it was like random comics out of order. 
Sure. So. I was probably I probably read the same Avengers comic six times. Yeah, but when you're a kid that age, it's like yes, it's like nowadays when it's like you keep going back to your favorite movie. It's like oh, I'm going to this place. I can read this thing. Ooh, I get to read my Iron Man comic book again. The the original Avengers comic was in 1963. We're going to go over it just a little bit because, for the most part, we're going to be talking about the Ultimates. It's hard to talk about any of this without talking about Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, all had created all of these different superheroes. Ant-Man, the Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, and the Wasp were like the first five. Famously, Captain America joins in issue four after being frozen in ice. And basically what happened was he was just kind of dropped off of comics after World War II because people stopped really wanting to read the American soldier comics. They had moved on. So and then they resurrected it. But the Ultimates, Mark Millar, the Ultimate Universe was started in 2000. And it was an I the idea of it was the comics had become so convoluted and the storylines and everything. I remember reading a Spider-Man comic in the 90s when all the crazy Spider-Man crap was going on. And it was like, for details on this, see Amazing Spider-Man number 15. And I'm like, that's that's a comic from the 60s. There's no way. There's no way you're paying that kind of money. To get right. your hands on that copy right. of that comic book. Also, it's 1990. The internet as we know it did not exist back oh, then. God, no. We were, we were still dialing up yeah 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 i think i was still on prodigy when i was reading those kind of like, yeah so yes. <laughs> the, the ultimate universe started with uh ultimate spider-man kind of grew from there ultimate x-men were big and the ultimates actually starts after kind of a pinnacle event in the ultimate universe especially ultimate x-men in which magneto attacks new york yeah, they kind of gloss over that in the beginning, just kind of talking about that's basically all you get is Magneto attack and, oh, hey, we should probably form a group to combat stuff like that. That said, I I've been reading this comic since it came out, but you have read it first time. So. Yeah, I know. I, I consumed this in a matter of a couple hours this morning. And so keeping the spoiler thing in mind, general impressions. I love the artwork. They did a really good job of conveying the setting and the mood everywhere. Just flipping through. I mean, being a Hulk fan, the first thing that I gotta say is these guys made the Hulk freaking terrifying. I haven't been, had this kind of emotional reaction to the Hulk probably since I was a little kid and I'd watch the TV show and my mom always told me, because I don't remember actually watching the TV show, but my mom always told me that I would watch it from behind the couch and that I would sit there and I would be just completely enthralled until the Hulk came out and then I would be literally like eyes just above the back of the couch watching the TV and I kind of had that same moment here and I was just like um this isn't supposed to be how this works he's not supposed to be semi-intelligent and just like a hormone induced rampage this is kind of terrifying the only thing that I kind of have a close comparison to is Planet Hulk and then the, the subsequent went World War Hulk in the main yes. continuity they make him scary as hell there oh definitely definitely another stay tuned by the way for when we do our best hulk movie ever thor ragnarok episode <laughs> i love tony stark you much more a liberal millionaire drunkard much more on the drunkard the one line that he popped up but that i really loved was when he's talking with natasha and she's like do you really think you should have that many vodkas before you climb into that suit 
And he said something along the lines of, I think anyone would have to be drunk to get into the thing. Yeah, and there is Ultimate Iron Man that comes way after this. So this is not spoilers for this comic. But in the Ultimate Universe, he has an abundance of nerve endings. So he's always super sensitive to everything. And he, he kind of how he has his super intelligence. Just the way that he was born. He finds alcohol numbs that. Yeah, and so where he can deal with reality. Yes. I was also entertained that this suit kind of has apparently some kind of slime inside. So I'm assuming it's some kind of like bio contacting helps like transfer. I imagine it would be shock absorbing as well. Then I suppose. Yeah. They never discuss it they just you always see him when he's climbing out of the suit like he's covered in green slime yeah and and from what i remember i think that that's discussed more in the ultimate iron man later like this was the first real time you saw these characters in this mar this ultimate universe which was kind of cool let's flip it over to 2012's avengers obviously there were a series of movies leading up to this all avengers had shown up well except for mark ruffalo's hulk or Bruce Banner. All Avengers had shown up previously in other, whether or not it was their self-titled movies or whether or not it was. So Hawkeye shows up in Thor for the first time. So long since I have to go through and watch all of the Infinity Saga again, like everything. Oh yeah, man. It's beginning to end just because I'm like, God, it's been so long since I've seen things like Thor or even the Iron Man trilogy or any of that. Like I, I really have to go back and watch all those. Yeah, it's just 22 <clears throat> movies. I mean, what else? I don't know if you get, right? <laughs> it's not like I have to do anything else like go to work. You're right. Let's see, an average of two hours per movie, just 44 hours. It's like two solid days. Yes. No sleep. It's just a weekend. Whatever. Yeah, there you go. We recently watched it again. Anything come back? Anything different? You know, I after like watching it again when we, when we did it, I'm looking at my notes and all, I, all I'm basically seeing here is why I love Joss Whedon. The banter, just the bouncing back and forth. My notes are terrible. Enter Loki the last time. He's really a badass. Which, I mean, basically was at that point in the, yeah, in the series. Like, after that, he's comic relief, mostly. Yeah, pretty much. He's a little bit of a mastermind, but other than that, he's a secondary character. Yeah, he was the mm -hmm. only part that I enjoyed of Thor the Dark World. I'm not a fan of Thor the Dark World. That, yeah, that was really, like, I kind of liked that movie, I mainly because... It kept my attention more than the first one. The first one I managed to fall asleep right in the middle of and not wake up until like the last 20, 30 minutes. I had to go back and watch it like three times before I actually saw the thing all the way through. Through no fault of the movie, I actually experienced that with Thor Ragnarok because I kept trying to turn it on too late at night. Oh, Mario. And so I've seen the first half of the movie, like probably half a dozen times, mm. and then the rest of the movie like three times. Yeah, no, that was... That was brilliant. So, uh, back to the Avengers. Um, I I really just have two questions, and one is just kind of a snarky, you know, I, I loved it. I, I still love it. I will still just pop it on, and it's one of those movies that can be on in the background. Um, you know, and for me, actually, more and more, that's superhero movies. That, so, like, Spider-Man Homecoming. I could just turn on and... Whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do, you know, um, episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000, I could just turn it on, whatever. Um, but uh, the question I did have is, so what we find out later in the series, and this is a this is a spoiler for the MCU at this point, not for comics. So uh, fast forward 45 seconds if you don't want the spoiler starting now. So Loki has the mind stuff, but he yeah. fires energy bolts at... <laughs> You know, I get it when it's the Tesseract, 
we could call it, you know, psionic blasts, maybe. Uh, and there you go, maybe. maybe. But telekinetic bolts. Yeah, I. Yeah, but uh, but the the second question I have is is kind of more serious, and I know that it's going to bring us down a rabbit hole for the the rest of this episode. What if Edward Norton had stayed on? Uh, I I, I just don't know. I I don't. I think he's a good enough actor that he could have delivered the lines. Um, but there's just something about how Mark Ruffalo can take on that that really kind of unassuming uh, attitude and you know deliver lines like, "Oh yeah, me in a in a big metal ship underwater, completely enclosed." You know, like that that's a terrible plan. And then all of a sudden, you know, the ship lifts off and takes off up in the air, and he's like, "Oh no, this is much worse." <laughs> like. Uh, like I, I picture Edward Norton doing that in my head, and it just does not seem as funny to me. Just um, to, to step back for half a second, just because it is possible we are long enough in these these MCU movies, people may not remember the the forgotten MCU movie. The the so the Incredible Hulk was the yeah, not second, not Hulk. Yeah, Hulk wasn't part of it, but no, in, the, the Incredible, Incredible Hulk with was Edward Norton as uh as Bruce Banner uh doing the Hulk. Not even an origin story at that point. They just, no, they just kind of glossed over the origin, and, and yeah, and, yeah, we're you know we're trying to just he's just trying to find a way to deal with it and find a cure for himself. Yep, Edward Norton is Bruce Banner, and um, we still have um, what's his name as Ross. Yep, General Ross is still in there, and then uh, oh Tyler, uh, Liv Tyler, Liv Tyler, yeah, was as Betty. Yep, which again, looking at Betty back in this Ultimate comic. Very different interpretations of Betty. Betty is like, um, she's just a jerk. She's a jerk. She's a jerk. I, I don't know, like, when, when she's, like, threatening their relationship over, like, the publicity that they're not getting for the Ultimates. It's just like, whoa, that's, like, 180 degrees from, from what you've seen of Betty in any of the movies. And I'll also say though, given my my personal love of Freddie Prince Jr., the fact that they <laughs> they put in so many Freddie Prince Jr. references, uh, the coach FPJ. Um, I was kind of happy to see them all get together with a fight, uh, them fighting the Hulk, as opposed to like you know the the fight where everybody's egos just kind of pops out in the movie, right. and they're just like, no, I'm gonna I'm the badass, no, I'm the badass, and like, oh well, we're gonna watch you know. Thor and Iron Man duke it out now with Captain America kind of being in the middle and you know right and and no spoilers for the comic but there is there's actually a I wouldn't call it a good reason but there is a believable mm. reason given everything that's been building up why they end up fighting the Hulk instead of just, oh yeah you know um, it's it's a very human reason it's yeah it's something that you can actually see happening in real life like somebody actually yeah. doing it's like I'm I, this is the reason why this fight's gonna happen. So, um, so, um, last question and then we'll, we'll do our sign off for our, our big first episode. We're reaching 21 minutes. We want to keep these between 20 and 30, you know, easily digestible at somebody's work. Sure. Uh, so that you can, you know, queue up and listen to on lunch break. Yeah. Or on a drive, you know, uh, the DC universe movie universe is known as the dark DC and more often than not so dark. We are sure you're not from the DC universe. <laughs> More often than not, we are both, I'm sure, of the opinion that it doesn't, it hasn't really worked. Uh, the way that they have tried to be dark and the way that they have tried to do things. I mean, it didn't really work until Aquaman, which I actually thought 
even though it was poorly edited and had some serious like uh, uh, there were there were a few story points that I was just like oh my god but it was a fun ride like you know I I wasn't I wasn't sad to have spent that money on that movie Aquaman and Wonder Woman definitely oh Wonder Woman I totally forgot Wonder Woman was amazing yeah uh but I haven't seen the newest one uh Shazam I haven't seen yeah, yeah, I didn't either. Um, but given that, had Avengers or had Marvel gone that route and just put what's on these pages in a movie, do you think it would have the mass appeal that it? Had? Didn't we see that in like the second of the first trilogy of Spider-Man when it went all freaking emo and the like, third? <laughs> that was the third one. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's like that, that's the dancing Peter Parker. Yeah, part. isn't that what what they did? Like <laughs> they got all emo and dark and and he slapped Mary Jane. <laughs> Dan, he went all. Forgot about that. He went. I tried to forget about that whole trilogy. He went straight Hank Pym on her. Uh, (laughs) Um, I I don't know that any of it would have been as good. Um, I I I get that they're trying to go for this gritty realism, but they screwed so much stuff up along the way. Yeah, yeah. No, I I completely agree with you. And I don't. I think this works very very well as a comic. Mm. And I think that the parts they pulled that you actually see. In the Avengers and a couple of in Age of Ultron and actually all the way through Endgame, there are parts where you can see that Ultimates influence. Um, but I don't think Wait, it does. It. I don't think it's as strong of a of a movie just translating from what they do, especially with some of the characters and they're not as likable. And and really to to sell a movie franchise, you know, Tony, uh, I think is the only is the only exception in that Tony is still likable, but for the, his first three movies, you don't really like Tony. He is like no. He is you. You like that he is this weird, a hero anti hero kind of mix. Um, you like you kind of actually like the fact that he's just a jerk. Um, but that he's actually doing something somewhat good with his money. Um, as far as the rest of them go, uh, Thor becomes more likable mm-hmm. as things go on. He goes from just being like the consummate paladin to like more of an actual person. Um, well, Thor becomes us. Thor becomes more human. Yeah, I mean, he starts the Asgardians in general change as the MCU go on. Yeah, but Thor more than any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the rest of them. Well, obviously, we don't see the Hulk that much. Although I'm a huge fan of the Mark Ruffalo banner uh, and Hulk. Um, I really wish we would have gotten like. Oh, we are getting one, right? We're getting a Black Widow movie? Yes. Uh, yeah. It is going to be a prequel. That's so how she became Black Widow. So, yeah, that's that's in the works. Yeah. So, all right. That has been the first episode of Graphically Novel. Uh, that one's in the bag. Come on in and uh, download us again in two weeks where we talk about Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Alias. Uh, and then... Are we doing Hellblazer? Yeah, I believe it's Hellblazer Constantine and then... Uh, Umbrella Academy, and that will be our first four episodes in the can. Um, we we have all twelve that we're planning on doing for the first twelve episodes. We're just not sure in what order, other than the first four. So we're gonna knock those out. But we will be coming out every two weeks on uh, Saturday, Saturday mornings. Um, so we, since cartoons suck now, I figured I'd put something out into the universe that you could wake up and enjoy. I mean, yeah, no, cartoons suck. I was yeah. gonna, say, I was gonna say. Cartoons aren't all that bad, but I just remembered that I was thinking of the cartoons from like 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. Which weren't bad. But although we are getting new Animaniacs. So. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. Well, tune in next time. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Definitely let us know what you think. Graphically Novel at Gmail. Graphically Novel on Twitter. 
the, we have a Facebook group. Uh, Facebook group. We do have a Facebook group. Okay. Uh, yeah. So check us out and have a great time. Later, guys. That does it for us here at Graphically Novel. We're adding this little bumper in here to talk a little bit about Vandello, the band that did our theme song. I still have to go see them in concert. Yeah. Oh, wow. The music's great. We're going to get that through. You can find them at VandelloBand.com. They're one of my favorites, and they were kind enough to decide to do a little Eastern Iowa mixing of some art and help us out, and we want to make sure to promote them. So check out their single that is on YouTube. It's called Mixology 101. Really cool, jazzy song. Love it. As for us, you can find us on graphicallynovel.com. You can find us on Twitter at graphicallynovel. Remember the two L's. And since this is your part. Uh, yeah, well, sooner or later, I'll get on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, we do have a Facebook group. So if you want to like us on Facebook, that would be awesome. I, sh- I still don't have a Twitter account yet either. And as... For any podcast that you listen to, there's the rate, review, subscribe, that whole sort of thing. So, yes, like us, love us. <laughs> That's why we do this. We we want to be liked and loved. Well, I mean, I am loved, but digitally. I like you too. Digitally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the meantime, take it away, Vandello. Ever as it's